Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Doug Mellard. Hey, hey, Doug Benson. <laughs> uh, how's it going, man? Great. How you doing? I'm doing good. We've got a, a sort of a Doug coming in today. Right? <laughs> How do you, yeah, how do you define it, sort of? Well, I mean, tell us who it is. DJ Doug Pound in the house. Yeah, so, I mean, Doug Pound's like, we'll ask him, but that's just like a made-up name, right? <laughs> I mean, I believe he's a real Doug. He's really Doug. He just added a G and a Pound and a, and a DJ, and the career was born. Yeah, but we can confirm everything. Yeah. And then also joining us today is a comedian, very funny comedian named Laura Bites. And uh, it's her first time on any of my uh, podcasts, so it'll be nice to uh, talk to her. And uh, unless you've got anything else to add, Doug, I say we get this thing going. Let's get it going. Go. Uh, we have it. There's the theme song, and we're back for another look at the very wide world of Dougs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and uh, joining us today are two people that have, uh, have you, <laughs> excuse me, uh, have the two of you met each other before? No. Well, let's make an introduction, and make, I got to make sure I'm saying this right. It's Laura Bites, right? Yeah, Laura Bites. Hi, thank yeah. you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for, uh, for, for being here. <laughs> and uh, and uh, helping us out with some drops today is uh, DJ Doug Pound. What's up, guys? Hello. I will use the drops sparingly. I won't. Um, I will try to use them uh, tastefully. It's just fun. <laughs> I, I just... I love, I love drops and I love, I, like, I'm so impressed with like Howard Stern or whoever, uh, when the drops happen and they, their the ability they have to like ignore them and just keep going uh, is, <laughs> is really impressive to me. I mean, I guess it's something you get used to, but I, I never get used to it. I always stop and go, wow, that was cool. <laughs> but, um, so how did you come up with, uh, your name is Doug Lucenhop, correct? Correct. And how did you, uh, how and when did you become DJ Doug Pound? Well, I, you know, when you got your first email, like in the 90s, 
everyone would yeah. have some everyone ha- would have some kind of like jokey name it wouldn't just be like their name it would be like something silly at hotmail.com yeah and yeah, i just i i think that there's like a rap group dog pound or something and i said how about doug pound and then people started calling me that based on my email um and then after that i got into like djing and stuff and then i just that was just my nickname i guess it was perfect you already had a dj name uh, unknowingly yeah <laughs> uh and you were you were ready to go and how long ago did that how long have you been dj doug pound well probably since or, probably since around 2002 or something like that oh wow all right yeah so it's been a minute yeah but then then I, I i mean i was not doing comedy and then i did that that was just being a dj you know like at my friends parties in chicago and then then when i got into comedy after that then i just I put the DJ and the comedy together and I just stuck, I, I still DJ Doug pound, you know, I, uh-huh. the, name, the name stuck. <laughs> yeah. The word Doug's pretty comical. So you don't need to change it for comedy purposes. <laughs> yeah. It does already set up a kind of a humorous, like I, I, it's so amazing. The more you know research I do into this and the more I pay attention to it, it really is like in a movie or a TV show someone is named Doug because it, that's already makes them funny. <laughs> like it's already like, you know, leaning towards humor when a character walks in and oh, Doug's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We lucked, we lucked out guys. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Doug. <laughs> is that it's uh it's lucky that that's the case. Now, Laura, not only does your name bites look written down like i'm sure people say beats all the time they do if i'm lucky yeah i'm still embarrassed by my name and i'm so (laughs) grown up and i just like never got used to it and uh and and there's so there's worse ones than just saying beats or but you know bites is correct beats would be wrong but what well how much worse can it get (laughs) It can't get worse. Doug, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> it can't get any worse. Uh, yeah, it's Lara Bites. And I like had to call some, I'm like, who did I call? Like re- the refrigerator maintenance company or something um, yesterday. And I always want them to say it wrong so that I can be like, yes, that's it. But then they'll be like, and what's your last name? Just pronounce that for me. I'm like it's Lara Bites. um and but then also uh l-a-r-a laura must get you know butchered as well yeah it does but it's like (laughs) it's like so many opportunities like doug benson like the person has virtually no opportunities to say any of it wrong must be nice it it is but it's also i mean i'm not going to say it's boring because correcting people all the time must be uh aggravating but um it's still uh, your name isn't boring that's the important thing i have a question for the fellow dugs real quick was that someone else's computer that just said auto shutdown enabled press power to cancel no oh shit i didn't didn't hear that (laughs) what is Um, happening it might be just because, you know, sometimes okay. when we I have someone fixed. who isn't named Doug on the show, uh, <laughs> I think there's safety measures taking place that, to uh, stop that. 
<laughs> uh, Doug has a question for Doug's. Yes, I have a question for Doug's. Um, do you ever, uh, are you at like, say a restaurant and you know, it's a restaurant where the people that are working there, English isn't their first language. And they're like, what's the name? And you say Doug, and then they, they think it's dog, or they don't know what you're saying. So then you say, oh, yeah. then you go full Doug. I go full Douglas when I'm at a English second language um, mm -hmm. establishment. Then they they know that, but they, they do. Doug is always like a confusing moment, and I save the trouble, and I go full Douglas. <laughs> full Douglas. Yeah. See, that's a, I've never gone full Douglas because I've just never been comfortable saying my name is Douglas. You know, I've, never, <laughs> I've just never gone by that. So it's you know, every once in a while, like with Postmates or something, I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it. You know, to save some trouble. But, I've definitely uh, also like in crowded like bars. If you yell your name and they're like they can't understand it, I'll say Douglas sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> one one syllable names are the best. Yeah, we can all agree. Sorry, Lara. No, it's okay. <laughs> looking at you guys' names in the participants pane here, looking at three Dugs for a while, the name Doug makes no sense to me anymore. It looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It really is a silly, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to anything. And then that's the other thing when, when, when they have to write down your name in a non-English speaking establishment, uh, they cannot stop themselves from adding an H. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. They, oh, they write down Donald and I don't, I don't know where that comes from either. But well, I, feel, I feel racist being upset by it though. <laughs> <laughs> they can't take it they're like d-o-u-g and then that's it what are you talking about they got to put something else yeah i don't uh, i don't look forward to if they have to announce when the food is ready because there is a chance they're gonna, they're gonna i've gotten it. the dough i've gotten the dough before yeah. dough maybe they're thinking of it as doff like cough well, that's a really weird one. Like, there's a street in um, what's what city has Golf Street? G O U G H, and uh, I, you know, I always thought it was Go Street, but it's it, it, they do pronounce it Golf. Oh, I didn't know that. Where Learned is something that? Every day. DJ Doug Pound. Have you ever thought of being DJ Dopound? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Think I'm not. It's never too late to change. You know. Well, especially if you want to like DJ and like also maybe be like a chef or, or make pizzas or something. Cause I mean, the, yeah, the, the no pizzas, <laughs> the pizzas already look like records and there's something there and there's something to it. They call yeah. them licorice pizzas. I think so. I think there is. That, you could team up with Pillsbury. Uh, what? You could team up with Pillsbury. To make licorice pizza? Uh, no, the Pillsbury Doughboy and DJ Dough Pound. I could be the Pillsbury Doug boy. Oh, yeah. that's good. I, I would take that gig. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. cancel cancel my entire creative career and just be the spokesman for Pillsbury for like lots of money. Licorice pizza sounds something sounds like something that an eight year old would promise the country if he was running for president. <laughs> that was the cool record store near my home when I was. Uh, in high school, there was a place called Licorice Pizza. And, uh, you know, of course, that went out of business because, you know, that's just confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like black licorice? I mean, black licorice pizza sounds bad, but like the red Twizzler style <laughs> licorice sounds good. So you eat a whole pizza of red Twizzler licorice? Uh, before I would do black licorice, yeah. 
<laughs> some people are really uh, down on black oak licorice, but I, I enjoy it. So I might, uh, if they made a, a record album that was made entirely of black licorice, I'd, I'd consider eating that. <laughs> I'm not hating on it. It's just not my flavor. It's, it's yeah. like medicinal, you know, That's something you eat about. when you're sick. That's what's great about licorice is those multiple flavors. And also, uh, have you ever had grapevines? No, grapevines awesome. are good. They're so good. They're purple licorice. They taste like purple. You guys ever have the apple ones, the apple straws? Oh, yeah. They're like uh, sour, kind of. Yeah, those are good, huh? Those My mouth really is good. filling up with saliva, even remembering those. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want some gummies. <laughs> those, things, those things are tasty. Hell yeah. sure. Somebody should um, replace uh, spinach, uh, not spinach, but um, spaghetti with the rope style licorice and make a dessert like that. How come no one's thought of that yet? It's a great idea. It's a million dollar idea. But what would the sauce be? It would be like white. So it'd be like inverse. So like the, the pasta is red and then the, the sauce would be like whipped cream. Yeah, whipped cream. Oof. Is whipped cream good on licorice? <laughs> I'm just thinking of something sweet that looks like white. So I don't, I mean, that was my first, maybe. Vanilla ice cream. That couldn't be bad, right? If they made know. that, it would make a big, it would be a big news story and it would be a big hit. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a news story and, a, and, but I think people would immediately figure out that they don't want to eat licorice on the plate. <laughs> You know, like with a yeah. knife and fork, and then now you're just eating licorice, so you might as well just get it in its normal, normal shape. Yeah, but for a week, it would be it would be selling like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, don't get me started about licorice flavored hotcakes. <laughs> well, too late for that. I feel like you could uh, put some licorice in pancakes without ruffling too many feathers. I feel like people would be on board for that. I'd check it out. Well, that's what I was just thinking is you don't hear of, you don't see or hear of licorice like as a mix in at uh, Cold Stone Creamery. Right. It's not a candy that they put into ice cream. So I, I feel like that there, there's a reason like it would, wouldn't be good or maybe, maybe the red licorice would just, you know, it, it would make the, the uh, ice cream all red and then it just looked like you're eating a scoop of blood. No, that would be cool. <laughs> Wait, what about nibs? Remember nibs? Hell yeah. I do, I and we're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> Those, that could be the best. That could be my top licorice form. Yeah, <laughs> Something about the texture. They were like solid. Mm -hmm. The Twizzlers are hollow. Yeah. And you could put a couple nibs in some ice cream, and I wouldn't be mad at that. I think it's Have about the, the amount. It has to be a little, like, flourish, you know? Yeah, you don't want to go crazy with it. Uh, you guys ever drink soda? through a piece of licorice <laughs> you haven't lived until you have yeah that's a classic uh, you take a red vine at the movies and you uh, bite off each end and then and then you not only have a straw that's all natural and tastes good but also uh when the cold beverage goes through it it turns really hard there we go <laughs> yeah there we go it turns into a hard thing that you can sort of bite on or whatever Man, this podcast has never made me hungry before. But now yeah, I experiment I, uh, with so many things. I save all this for my food podcast normally, but you know <laughs> we haven't been doing that one lately. So so here we are. Um, let's talk about 
let's start with Laura and talk about can, how many times have you been, you know, let's say friends with or fairly close to someone named Doug in, in your life? Yeah, um, I have an uncle, Doug. And Whoa. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's awesome. And I have a friend. <laughs> Hang on, let's, not, let's, let's talk about Uncle Doug for a second. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I've, I've been called that in my lifetime a bunch of, you know. I'm an Uncle Doug, too. Yeah, I assumed I everyone had an Uncle Doug. I, you know, <laughs> I don't. But maybe that's because, you know, I'm the only Doug in my extended family. I wasn't named after anybody. But um, what does Uncle Doug do for a living? Um, he worked for UPS. I believe he's retired. Oh, okay. Uh, that's interesting because, you know, Doug on King of Queens, uh, played by Kevin, Kevin James. James, he was a, uh, a UPS driver, wasn't he? Yeah. What if I was just making it up and the <laughs> I was making up my uncle Doug, and the more you asked me about him, the more it became obvious that I'm just <laughs> talking about Kevin James's character on The King of Queens. Well, like, yeah, he's like the, married to a skinny lady. She's really pretty. He's fat. Is she a Scientologist? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Although uh, it's been a while since we caught up, so God only knows. Wait, now which one are we talking about? I'm talking my, about the fictional one. I'm talking about my real life one, but oh, it's okay. true of the fictional one as well. Uh, well, you oh. know, Leah Remini was in, it was a Leah Remini reference that she was in Scientology and, uh, but now she's, now she's out and, and proud, uh, you know, telling people that Scientology sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my roommates is, watched that documentary. It sounded really uh, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh scientology is a is a is a weird thing and they have and they're very 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 rich and they don't pay taxes because it's a religion so that's uh that's that's where that's at i don't know why that's not being stopped but it's still still, <laughs> still continues they continue to they continue to sock away more money and they have more buildings like driving around la there's so many buildings that scientology owns it's uh it's very very strange but where does Uncle Doug live? Uncle Doug lives in Spencer, Iowa. I wish I hadn't been that specific. He's probably the only Doug <laughs> in Spencer, Iowa, and I may have just put him in danger, but leave my Uncle Doug alone. Yeah, that's yeah, where he lives. I just gave you so much specific information about him. I really hope he's not listening to this. We yeah, have very um, rowdy yeah, fans. We, yeah, we, we got fans that are going to you know, go take care of Doug. <laughs> sorry sorry about that i was apologizing in advance um no i was just wondering mostly because so he's a very hardy sturdy individual because he was delivering stuff during uh you know the winters there right yeah yeah that's gotta suck yeah all right moving on so, uh, <laughs> sorry yes he did uh he had to work christmases a lot he had to work a lot of holidays um Lots of snow. Yeah, oh, that's right. They have to deliver stuff or, you know, to, people need their packages at holiday time. Yeah. So there's even more work in tougher, tougher conditions. Yeah. So shout out to, I'm glad he's retired. Good for him. Yeah, there's well, a lot of snow. I remember I one time had to stay at his house for like an extra week on Christmas break. I couldn't go back to school because there were blizzards and we couldn't drive back to Wisconsin. 
Oh, good God. I got stuck in the, at the skyline in Wisconsin for the same no. reason one time. Oh, no. Stayed in the uh, comedy condo for an extra three days because you couldn't leave. It was yes. insane. What did you do for those three days? Did you get out of the condo? They had a VHS. I was with Matt Fulcheron, and we they had a VHS of the movie Punchline, so we watched that a few times. <laughs> a few times. Oh, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. We we could walk to like a gas station to get like Subway or something. It was. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, I'm completely picturing that walk right now because yeah, I did right? it. I, I stayed at that condo. I made that walk. So then. Before you left that condo, did you make sure to wash all of the dishes and change the sheets and uh, all that stuff that they have signs all over the condo telling you to do that stuff? I always take care of stuff because you want people to take care of it before you. So, yeah. Well, they have a, you know, it's kind of like a hotel. They have, they hire someone to clean in between, but this guy was very in your face about cleaning as you go in a way that I don't want, I don't need a sign in every room of the apartment telling me what I need to clean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Mean, I always do it when I get there because it's revolting and I can't sleep until I do. I have to like scrub the entire bathtub and like everything I've got it and like change the sheets before. And I'm like, Oh, these are just different sheets with like a ton of hair in them. <laughs> and there's like no washer. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. The, the, the concept of the comedy condo and how each one had different levels of, how, you know, how much cleaning they would do in between, uh, you know, in between comedians. What's the worst one you've been to oh, that comes to mind? Because I have one. Great question. I, I have it in my mind, but I don't want to say it because I'll probably right. go back. You want to work there again? Yeah, I want to work there again. <laughs> and you think, you think the people that run that club don't know they have a shitty condo? <laughs> they don't know that I said they did. Right. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. can describe the condo without naming names. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, cubes everywhere. It's just insane. <laughs> it's just insane. How does that, I mean, I don't think, I've stayed in a lot of places and I'm pretty sure I don't leave pubes behind. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't just pubes. It was a lot of different hair from a lot of different people, different textures, wow. lengths. <laughs> different body parts. Colors. Yeah, I'm like, this is, it was very much telling me the story of sheets that were not washed. Oh my God. It was repulsive. That's horrific. But you do want to work there again. You bet I do. Yep. Yeah. When things turn back up. Absolutely. I'll be sending those emails. All right. So we you just got to bring your own sheets next time, I guess. You're damn right. I have to bring my own sheets <laughs> next time. Not a terrible idea. How was that one that was, I'll name the name. Cause I don't know if I'll ever, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but it was like the, in Seattle, the comedy underground. Oh, it's um, yes, nice. I think it still exists or is in, or yeah, well, I don't know. Cause it's so hard to know if COVID was the final blow to, uh, you know, to it. Right. I worked there well, last year though. This was okay. a while ago. This was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. I bet you they have a new condo. Uh, yeah. It was quite a while ago, but I remember it was like they had a party in it the night before or something. There's like literally broken glass on the, on the floor, like a smashed bottle. Like nobody came Whoa. through and even like did a quick, Whoa. like, like even a little, they didn't even try to like make it seem like they, 
looked at it or cleaned it up. But there's a body. <laughs> the broken glass. We just had to keep our shoes on and sleep fully clothed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, I had one where I showed up and when I got there, you know, I had the key, I get in, I you you know, you go to make your pick of the room sometimes. And I, I like look in each room and I open this one door and there's a woman sleeping in the bed, but there's not supposed to be anybody there yet. And so I yell, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I run out, I call the club and then they say, no, that's uh so-and-so she lives there. And I was like, Oh, I just have a random roommate, which you do sometimes with other comics, but not necessarily just random people. And they're like, Oh, she's cool. And I'm like, okay. And there were, pizza boxes out with like flies buzzing around oh. <laughs> it was so bad gotta give you a heads up on that kind of thing yeah 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 i i i was so disturbed where was this i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> you really you really want to go back to work there uh well the club experience was fun so <laughs> and i don't think they do the condo anymore i don't know yeah, they might not even have a condo. Like most most clubs have just moved off of that, and they're yeah. just like, we've got this, you know, either a nice hotel or a shitty hotel, just depending on what's close by and where they can get like the best deal. Right. I mean, I've just been like, as soon as I could just say, I want a hotel room, that was my jam. Like I haven't stayed in a condo in years. But when right. I was first starting out, there was, you know, the concept of a condo was fairly new, and in some places they you know, didn't do it on purpose, but they ended up getting, you know, a, a really nice condo. Like I, you know, stayed in some really nice ones. Yeah. They had a really nice one at the San Diego improv when that was a, an existing club down in Pacific beach in San Diego. And so I just living in LA, I just, I'd know when comics weren't in the condo and I'd ask the people around the club if I could stay there on, you know, on the nights when nobody was in there. And, uh, you know, they let me do that. And it was, it was pretty sweet. Nice. It's a good hack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, cause I was going down to San Diego a lot cause I, you know, I was from there originally. So it was, you know, it's just great to be able to just go home, but also not have to stay with my parents, you know, have a, have a uh, place to stay. Plus I perform there a lot and stay in their condo, but it was straight up, like had three floors. Like the, the headliner Whoa. stayed up on the third floor and then the feature act is in the middle floor. And then if the opening wasn't local and needed a place to stay, they would just crash in the See, li sense. living room, you know? And, yeah. uh, and it had a, the, the top floor also had a jacuzzi. It was crazy. Whoa. It was so good, but that club closed. And, um, like you said, condos are, uh, aren't really, that much of a thing anymore yeah best comedy condo i ever been to was at uh comedy works in denver last year that place oh. is sick as hell have you been there that place is like a real world house dude it's so fun it's like that apartment that tom hanks had in big yeah <laughs> it's just there's just fun knickknacks everywhere you turn it's like two and a half bedrooms i think big piano they don't have a big piano. They have an Atari and they have a wall of like little, I would say like maybe four by four canvases and all the comedians who stay there get to paint their own canvas. So you see all these things and then there's like a little stand. It's so nice with um, like a little mini easel and your little wrapped canvas and there's all these paints and stuff. And so you got to, I got to do like my little painting wow. and then they, 
hang it up for you. Yeah, that was my favorite place I ever stayed. What about bunk? Did they have bunk beds? No. Um, there were just like two big <laughs> I'm trying yes. to think about the, you know, big, didn't he have bunk beds? Indoor oh. trampoline. And then, and then the woman came over and he's like, she's the like, woman wanna, was there. you want to go to a, bed? Yeah. And she, he home. says, I get the top bunk. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Perkins stays there. It's true. <laughs> she pays uh, for it. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like the uh, big place in a couple of ways, but then in a lot of ways, it's, not like it at all. Okay. So don't picture it. <laughs> it's uh, a fireplace. That's cool. Yeah, it does. But uh, that's what I was going to say, though, is everywhere you turn is something that you can lift up and physically play with or learn how to play with, like juggling balls or whatever. And just visiting that condo, I was like, oh, this isn't for me. Because I don't need, when I'm on the road, I need to focus and do business and get stuff to, done. I don't need to, like, you know, play with shit in a condo all day long, you know? You just want a, a stark white, like, cube with nothing in it except white. Well, just a hotel room, you know, is, yeah, I know, works I know. pretty good for me. So, like, but it was funny because that condo is so nice that every time they'd offer it up and I'd say, no, I'd rather stay in a hotel, they, they, they acted like I was crazy. It's too fun. Tell them it's too fun. It's too fun. And also this, the, the, <laughs> the walls don't go up to the ceiling. So oh. whoever Ooh, you're weird. in there, you know, if you're in there with the other act that weekend, you're, you know, you're hearing each other if you're making noises in your bedrooms. So. Yeah, I was oh. alone. That I guess would be weird. I hadn't thought about that. They got a washer dryer though, but the sheets also were clean. So it's like double good. <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to scrub anything when you got in there i didn't have to scrub a thing no no pubes no pubes oh wow that's pretty nice yep. yeah i think it even says outside the building pube free living yeah it's a pube free zone yeah that's what i Guaranteed. actually painted on my canvas i did the red circle with the x and then i drew a couple pubes <laughs> <laughs> i i might have mentioned this before but going back to the bad ones for a second i one time <laughs> stayed uh in a condo and i i got in early and the act the week before was still there and he was a hypnotist and <laughs> i got Whoa. weird about staying with and he invited me to his show and i really didn't want to go but i <laughs> for whatever reason i was just too polite and i was like sure i'll go i go it's not fun <laughs> and I left after like 15 minutes and slipped to the bar next door. And afterwards he asked me, why did you leave? Oh my God. And I was just like, how much validation do you need from me? Hypnotist man. And then I was worried he was going to like hypnotize me in my sleep or something and turn me into a chicken. But what, did you, did you give a white lie? I, I don't remember. I think I just, I, I was so caught off guard. Cause it's yeah. like, he was watching me watch him. That's so weird. That's weird. <laughs> but i don't know that's my last hypnotist act i think since then but i think that was a wichita looney bin by the way have you guys done that room i don't think i've ever been to wichita sadly that, that one's strange because you also have a roommate underneath you in the basement you mean another place where they just have somebody living there that's not a comedian? Yeah, yeah. There's someone that like takes care of the house, and she she'll like come up and hang out sometimes. 
<laughs> I think she works for the club, so it's it's a little bit better. It's not like completely random. You 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 know, but but yeah, she's there sometimes. That like makes a difference for me between like a situation being okay and a situation being a hundred percent unacceptable. Because I'm so <laughs> introverted that I'm like, Ab- absolutely not, absolutely not. There can't be another person here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is there's a lot of clubs I found, you know, especially because comedians, you know, a lot of them have agents, but, you know, many don't. And especially in the opening position or the feature act, you know, you, you just don't have uh, like any power really. And so sometimes they just really like put you in situations where, and especially for a woman, it must be even worse, where like it's just, it's just, you know, it's messed up and they do it so casually and act like it's no big deal. But, uh, you know, my go-to, if I ever was somewhere and I didn't, you know, like the condo or whatever, like, like the one I was complaining about earlier that had signs telling you how to, you know, clean. And one of the rooms, you know, you're there with somebody else, but you, one of the rooms has a sheet instead of a door kind of thing. <laughs> right. uh, one of the bedrooms. So like, you know, I hated that condo so much that I just, you know, paid for a hotel at my own expense every other time I went back to that gig, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, it's not, life's too short, you know, and I'm too, uh, you know, I'm tense enough as it is. I don't, I don't need, well, to, yeah, and, I don't need and, to live with a stranger for no reason. Right, yeah, yeah. and some, sometimes your comedian roommate, you know, I did the road one time and I was with a buddy that I traveled with from Austin, but the other person was just a not funny comedian and perfectly nice, but it was just, it just, I don't know. It made it weird. It made it real weird where it's like, you have to like kind of pretend the whole weekend, like, yeah, your act is great. <laughs> you know, like, and it was so bad. It was yeah. So the bad. whole like, pre- yeah, I've been in that situation where you're like, yeah. Well, and it's all- so forced. Yeah. It's so interesting how much that can throw off like a good, two-person dynamic just the presence of another person even if they're not being like dominant in the conversation and you can't even really think of what like i was just like what would i even be saying to this person if this person wasn't here but it just makes it like you're not even having a good conversation with a cool person now yeah. I would have liked yeah. to, I wouldn't have minded as much sharing spaces with people now these days because of the fact that if you you know if you bring your own computer and your phone you've got you know and headphones you've got all the entertainment and everything you need you can, you sure. can just isolate you know you could just cut everybody off yeah. uh, you know when I first started you'd be in a condo with it, one of the other acts on the show and you, you know you're straight up just doing you know you're just around each other all day <laughs> and like you know you have to decide what you're going to watch on TV and stuff like right. that with somebody that you don't, you don't know at all. And yeah, in a lot of cases you have little or no respect for their comedy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then you're just like, Oh, I don't even, you know, and then they start giving you advice if you're like a newer comic and it's like, I don't need advice for somebody that I think sucks. <laughs> People will still give me advice. I've gotten advice years years into doing stand-up from people who have never done it before or who have done it once and i'm just like where do you find the confidence what would inspire you to tell me what you think (laughs) (laughs) 
what makes you think the words you're going to say are of any interest to me? <laughs> what makes you think that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a imagine weird. having the balls to say that. That would be epic. I can't, and I, I wish. I think that there's some something enviable about having that kind of confidence. I'm, I'm like, I wish I could have like a little bit of it without like fully having that lack of self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble is, you know, the people that are, you know, call themselves straight shooters, you know, and I don't, uh, I don't censor myself, et cetera. Well, that's great sometimes, but other times it's the worst. Right. You know, the last yeah. person you want to talk to is the person who'll just tell you anything they're thinking. <laughs> Right. <laughs> there was a woman who in front of my car today crossed the street so slow when like she had a red light and I was like man it's got to be nice to like have so little because I've had I've been anxious every day that I've existed on this planet and I'm like <laughs> what must it be like to truly just like not care what other people are thinking about you I think that's a power play she was doing. Was she on foot or on oh, yeah. car? Yeah, she was on foot. Which did she seem like maybe completely ho- unbothered. Ho- homeless style person? No. Okay, no. so me well, I whenever I see that I think it's like they're like it's like a power trip where they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna make you wait. Yeah. You know? I don't know. She didn't appear to be uh, injured un- it's, in any way. It's no an unhappy pain. person. It's an unhappy person taking out their unhappiness yeah. on the world by like just taking a little bit more for themselves yeah. the they're crossing slowly they're texting and then they look up and make eye contact and you're thinking oh they're going to speed up now and then they just go right back to being slow and put their head down <laughs> like, yeah, no, it come on a, it was a selfish <laughs> danger assessment and they're like oh i'm not going to get hit okay back <laughs> yeah. to me back to me I usually, uh, I end up like doing the move where you honk at them as you're driving away. (laughs) Like it's Uh, over and I feel like mad enough to give them a honk. Yeah, you pass. Well, that's when you got to do it. If you're going to do it, a person honked at my friend when he was on his bike once and my friend stayed on his bike in front of the car while the light turned to red and then bikes through the light. It was in Wisconsin. So it was like, it was icy. It was in the winter. And this guy honked at him because he wasn't going fast enough. And so oh, he was geez. like, mm, no. And he did it to stick it to the guy. I like that story. <laughs> I think he did the right thing. I've done the, I've done the backwards honk. I think I actually did it today. <laughs> like as you're passing them, like they can hear it behind you somehow. Yeah, retro, retro honk. <laughs> they got to put retro. horns on the back. They need back, like backwards facing horns, you know? I like the nostalgia honk. <laughs> I try not to communicate my emotions with my haunt because that's a slippery slope for me because I'm too uh, I'm too emotional to do that. Um, there would be a lot of honking. I try to only honk if it's like life-savingly Danger. informative. Like, hey, right. you're hitting my car if you don't hear this. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be for. I believe like, it, you know, it's probably different from state to state, the weird little laws, but uh, you know, in some places it's, it's illegal to use your horn for anything other than, you know, emergency, you know, warning somebody that they're, you're about to hit them or whatever. Oh, well, no. many people, many people use it as a doorbell. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give a harmless little toot if uh, we're at a green light and it's been green for a good five seconds. It's got to be a long wait. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll give them a second. Yeah. Like, okay, you looked at your phone. It's not ideal. You shouldn't have, but 
you're a person. I'll give you a second to look up a and tap see it. on the lightest of taps. Beep. Yeah, well, or like, like a double. <laughs> you give him the double. The beep. no, I do a tiny tap because I have like the tiniest horn sound so it's like really <laughs> harmless which is also like a great reason not to use it in anger because i just lost the fight that even yeah. was just me because it's like Ding! <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say is that it's funny when like a big angry guy behind the wheel uh yeah you know, i like a horn where you know when you push it it'll keep making noise for as long as you hold it down but now so many horns are like just eh, eh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that is like hard, hard to uh, hard to do in an angry way, but that's yeah. but that's good though because then you're probably less likely to make the other person angry because I think that's where a lot of these situations escalate. It's yeah. just like being honked at makes you angry because you just immediately get defensive, and so I, I just think you know also people flipping each other off that people right. go to that go to that way too fast, and then when the other person sees it, then they get then they get real worked up, you know? My wife actually has the best move and she's the sweetest, sweetest person and won't talk ill of anyone. But if she's in a situation in LA where somebody's honking and going crazy at her, she will just kind of stop and put a big smile on and wave for a minute. And it makes it, they get so much more angry and it's fun to watch the frustration. Like it's almost worse than laying on a heavy honk. It's great. Oh, I've done that too. Just a big thumbs up. Yeah. Just a big sarcastic. Oh, yeah. and she'll even yell at them like nice things. She's like, have a great day. It's so I've done that. Fun to I've watch totally done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> I like when you, when there's someone at the green light and they're, you know, you give them the courtesy Hawk, like, um, okay, wake up, look at it's time to go. And then they're embarrassed. So then they like floor it. So like no one could, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're like so ashamed that they got to get so far ahead of everybody. They're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, and they make up for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the right up. thing to do. The guy who was like a Time Warner driver called me a bitch out his window because I like pulled into what I still think was a lane. I was turning right and it was on the right and he disagreed with that choice. (laughs) Thought it was not a lane and he called me a stupid bitch. And I went so far as to write down the license plate number and then I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to give energy to this i'm not gonna (laughs) give time to this like do i want him to call someone else a bitch next time no am i available to take responsibility for this person's behavior no (laughs) i don't i mean whatever so i let it go yeah there's a lot of those situations where i would you know love to just pursue it (laughs) yeah and make you know make trouble for somebody that was just you know that was rude to me but you know, then you, then you're like, well, maybe he just found out that he had cancer right before he called you that. Right. Right. <laughs> maybe he just was having a bad day and doesn't need to get in trouble at work. Maybe he is a total monster and hits kids and does deserve to get in trouble at work. But my life is too short for me to take time out of it to punish people. You know, yeah. that guy definitely deserves to be punished though. I think yeah 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 sometimes i want to follow these people and just be like what is this person like like i want to have a one-on-one conversation face to face out of our vehicles just follow them home (laughs) excuse me (laughs) i've been following you for 20 minutes i just don't know why did you do why did you do that why does your car why is it so loud 
Why must you drive like that? I've been following you for 20 minutes. Would a bitch do that? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, Laura and Doug, have, have either of you, I already know Doug Mellard's uh, answer to this, uh, but have either of you told a stranger to put their, wear their mask properly or, or suggest no. that they should get a mask? No. I, I have not done that. Um, I think I've actually gotten a few dirty looks because I'm not a, I'm a mask, I'm a mask wearer. But I think sometimes when I'm out and about, like w going on a hike or something, I won't wear one. And then I'll, and you know, if someone's, if I'm approaching someone, I'll put it on. I might have not seen someone. But uh, yeah, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never told anyone. I usually, I rarely say anything in situations like that. Sometimes I'll give a look. <laughs> But it's um, hard to do if you have your mask on because right, everybody's yeah. just giving each other looks. You just yeah. get that. You just do a like eyebrows up, kind of like, you know, it's a body language kind of like. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I've always, you know, I I feel like they know already if they're not. They know. Mask, yeah, they know. Aware. They want that. They want that. They they're want very to aware. know. They're not, they they like kind of out walking around looking for confrontation or looking for like someone to you know, uh, make them feel make them feel alive. <laughs> exactly uh, they never look happy i you know i tweeted and uh stand by it that uh most people that don't wear masks are uh not attractive people <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the most attractive people are jumping right into masks and figuring out how oh, how can i make this match my outfit and you know how can i make my what can i do with my eye makeup because now my eyes are really going to pop you know yeah, the, the 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 people that don't want to wear masks are the same people on Twitter that are like trolls and you know haters. Yep. They just they want you to to see they want you to see you react to it, and if yeah. you just ignore it, that's how you win, I guess. I'm just flabbergasted by how strong the opinions are. Like I posted a picture of uh, me with my friend. We were both wearing masks. We were at an outdoor show. And a guy on Instagram commented, stop, stop posing unnecessarily with masks. I'm like, oh my God, what, what effect does this have on you? Why would you care? Right. Yeah. It's like, right. hey, hey, I'm mad that people are wearing condoms. Like, <laughs> like what does it have just, to do with you? We're not even taking pictures of that. And, you know, <laughs> literally just found out you existed because of this comment. Like Our, what would possess you again? Where do you find the confidence to weigh in on any decision I make in my life? He wants Our, the attention. He it's his way yeah. of being. Maybe he likes you. You know. He didn't get <laughs> it. I block and ignore, baby. I block and, and ignore. Wanna, for some reason, there's this kind of desire to get. You know, like I, I'm not running around. You know, hoping people that never wear a mask will change their mind and put a mask on. I know that there's a chance they're just going to go through this for you know however many years. It continues just continuing to be stupid, just like there's just people out there doing a lot of dangerous, reckless shit. But, you know, most of it I don't have to come, uh, you know, in contact with. But that's that that reaching out to somebody like I would never 
I think about it sometimes when I see a picture on Instagram of a friend of mine where they're clearly like in a social event and the, the mask wearing is, you know, not happening. Yeah. I kind of want to reach out to them and say, hey, why don't you think about not doing that? But then I realize, you know, like it, the amount of time you'd have to put into that. Out of the 330 million people in the United States, I bet you there's at least 100 million people who just will not wear a mask. Wow. You know, they're just not going to do it. They're not, they're not going to change their, the way they live just because, you know, the deep state is telling them to. <laughs> uh, and it's just, it's frustrating that that's like, because if this thing was killing people even more rapidly, I, don't, I still don't think people would, would nope. rise up. And I think that that would just be it for people. We'd just be done. And, and there's still going to be more flus and, you know, more different uh, viruses that come along that are going to be worse than this one. Yep. I, it's, you know? Those same people, like, let's say there was an Armageddon-style meteor coming our way, and we were told, you know, the president says or whoever says, well, if we all wear this special suit, it will divert those same people will be like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, like it's insane. It's well, it depends insane. who the president is probably. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, we posted a picture of our dog on her Instagram page, uh, wearing a mask. It was just a silly post. It's a picture <laughs> of herself on the mask and some guy, uh, <laughs> a lot of people commented some weird stuff. One guy said, stop posting your leftist agenda to our oh dog. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Her agenda is to eat and crap. That's it. And sleep. Maybe play fetch? Yeah, yeah, some fetch. Oh, uh, by the way, she got skunked last night, Doug. I oh, thought you no. would. <laughs> oh, man. It's a whole ordeal. Did you yeah. use the tomato sauce trick? Uh, no, we looked into it, and there's all these other ways that are supposedly better, but she still smells. I slept in the bathroom with her because she couldn't sleep in the bed with us, so I just slept on the floor with her because she was. She thought she was in trouble. It was, like, so, like, heartbreaking. <laughs> what What are some of the ways to get rid of the smell now? What are the new... Uh, white vinegar and uh, you, uh, soap. Uh, we're now using Dawn because it's a grease cutter. There's also just a specific skunk. Uh, we're going to take it to a groomer. I guess. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you right now. White vinegar is recommended for so many things. <laughs> I have used it for so many things. I am not convinced it works for anything. I yeah, never have tried white vinegar as a solution and been like, oh, cool, that works. I've never <laughs> had that reaction 100% of the time. And still I try. I tried it yesterday on a coffee stain mixed with dish soap. Did absolutely nothing. Uh, Why is yeah, it? Big, big vinegars out there like spreading these lies. <laughs> That's one Why? thing I will get passionate about. Why is it called white vinegar? Why isn't it just vinegar? Because there's apple cider vinegar and there's red wine vinegar and there's balsamic vinegar and <laughs> it doesn't get to just be vinegar. You know, why can't those be plain vinegar? But I would like to say that apple cider vinegar is also, it can cure everything under the sun. Like there, there's no way it can do that many things. No, <laughs> it can't do any of them. I don't know who its PR person is. <laughs> I, I used I used apple cider vinegar to remove rust on maybe on something maybe a bike bike parts and it worked so I will say it does do the rust but I don't know if it does all the health benefits that it claims. Apple yeah. cider vinegar. Apple um, cider, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I still, I'm still, so if you physically look at white vinegar, is it whiter than other vinegars? <laughs> well, it's clear. So like, isn't like vinegar white wine. always clear? No, balsamic vinegar is like almost well, that's black. Like, uh, just, that's like salad dressing. Yeah, apple cider vinegar is like orange. Oh. Red wine vinegar. It's reddish. It looks like a blush wine. Yeah. yeah. All right. They're all well, different I'm colors. How big of a bottle do you buy of white vinegar? I'm zooming in on ashamed of how much I know about vinegar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your average bottle of white's going to run you about 20 ounces. It's like $1.79. It's real. I mean, it's affordable, but it doesn't work, so it should be. And it doesn't taste good, so there you go. Yeah, I just, vinegar is always, I, I've always had a negative connotation with it, except for, you know, when you call it vinaigrette. Then, Ooh, Lord. that sounds delicious. Yeah, and I'm all about it. All right, so Doug Pound, DJ Doug Pound, um, what's been your experience with knowing other Dougs in your life? Uh, when I when I encounter one, I am delighted, and it's you know it's, it's rather rare. I don't think I have any friends named Doug. Um, well, yeah, you got two now. Besides you guys, <laughs> you know, my new friends here. Um, Every Doug we talk to doesn't, you don't, we tend not to buddy up with other Dougs. And I, and I think part of it is because I don't think anyone else looks like a Doug. Like I look at Doug Stanhope or, or you, Doug, or Doug Mellard, and I, nobody to me like that looks like a Doug. And I, I think it's just because I just think of myself as, you know, being what a Doug looks like. Unfortunately, right. fortunately for all of you, you don't look like me. So, I um, guess there is no look. Yeah, I guess you're right. And you know, I don't, I don't have an aversion to having a, a, a Doug friend, but there's <laughs> just they just happen to be Andrews. You know, they happen to be, you know, these other you know Matts and Tims and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> all those other names. Yeah. <laughs> But there are also not, there's not a lot of Dougs to pick from. Like if you're in like a, a classroom, there's probably three or four Jims and Johns and names like that. Uh, you know, they're probably double and triple up, but then you get to Doug and you really are. Do you think that part of the reason we're all comedians and entertainers is because, uh, because the name Doug makes us already unique in situations because there aren't a bunch of Dougs running around? Interesting. Yeah. I, I never thought about that, but there could be something to that. But, you know, speaking of Doug Stanhope, I always wondered if some subconsciously, cause his last name sounds like stand up. Mm -hmm. you know, did he just think I'm going to be a stand up? Cause then you, have you ever heard the thing about like many dentists are named Dennis? I don't know if that's a true thing, but it's <laughs> like a it. subtle, un, you know, a subconscious thing where he's like, I'm Doug Stanhope. I'm Doug stand up. You know, like <laughs> I, I think that I've discussed this with him because the first time I met him, he was like new and, and the other comics I was working with, we were working at the Riviera in uh, Las Vegas and we were there together for a whole week, 21 shows. And Doug Stanhope was a new comic. He has long hair and he uh, hosted the shows. It was his first time working this club and me and the other two comics uh, had not only worked there a bunch of times, but we were also, we were just all friends. And so the three of us sort of, you know, we didn't gang up against Doug Stanhope, but we, we certainly were not, you know, we certainly treated him like how comedians treat each other. And so we really did, by the end of the week, we were calling him Doug Stanhope. 
<laughs> but but not you know it was semi-affectionate but it was also a little insulting you know change his last name to stand up uh but that sort of became his nickname for us and then you know years later he emerged as this amazing comedian and uh you know now he's worshipped by uh well now he's friends with johnny depp and the rest is <laughs> yeah. history you know? yeah uh, and and the rest of us are not me and those other comments <laughs> are not friends with johnny depp so doug stanhope <laughs> definitely won but like one night he showed up late and he was the MC and the, this, this is where the story gets really crazy. That club, the comedy club at the Riviera hotel used to be run by the, the head mater D there is Steve Sharippa who went on to play uh, what's his name on the Sopranos. Uh, and, Polly? Uh, Wait, yeah. No, not Polly. <laughs> the reason he was cast to be in the Sopranos is because he already had the attitude and was already like, like he was like, um, you did not want to cross him. Like I saw, I've seen him get mad at other comedians and it was very ugly whenever it would happen. So I have seen Steve oh. Sharippa from The Sopranos chewing out Doug Stanhope, which is not uh, a not thing, a thing anybody else in the world is a privileged to have seen. Go <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. It's terrifying and hilarious at the same time. Because people... <laughs> Steve used to be like, when you come in, he go, oh, you know, you're getting this much time. When you get the signal, you get off, you don't go long. You don't, you know, he just, he just like rattle off all these rules. And one of them was he was very specific about how much time he did. And, it, it, you know, it's legendary that he said this because I, I, I don't necessarily believe it's true, but it's still great <laughs> if it is. He, he says, he, he would say, uh, you're doing 10 minutes. Uh, not uh, 10 minutes and one second, not nine minutes and 99 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that sounds even, yeah, that sounds really difficult to get to down to the second where you can't even get off 10 seconds early. That's insanely <laughs> unreasonable. He would give you a light and then if you hit the, if you were still on stage at the mark where you were supposed to be off, he would just pick up lamps that were sitting around in the back of the room and wave them around. Like he was really, he would be so aggressive that the whole audience would know that he's trying to get yeah. the Like you, you just finish up mid setup. Like you, you're trying to squeeze one more joke in and then you just like walk away. Yeah. No, you don't even say goodbye. Thank you. You just like walk no, off. That would be, that'd be a real dumb move to try, I wonder... to try to finish the bit. You just have to say thank you, good night, and run off stage. And then, uh, you know, uh, chances are a Vegas crowd isn't, isn't even going to, care that you just left in the middle of a joke <laughs> true <laughs> i mean where could that come from that need for someone set to be so perfectly oh because he, he was running because of his I, boss i apologize for not painting the whole picture he was running three showrooms at the same time oh my god he was running this wow. he was running crazy girls the, the stripper show he was running um i forget what it was called at the time but there was a drag show it was hosted by a guy who would, who would host it as Joan Rivers and, um, and the stand-up show. So he, would, he had to be in each room when the seating was happening because he was the guy whose palm you had to grease for a good seat. And if nobody tipped him, the best seats in the room in a packed house would just go empty out of spite because nobody tipped him extra for better seats. Wow. And then when someone would try to move into one of the booths, like mid-show, like, oh, that booth's empty. I'll go sit over there. Kick them right out. <laughs> it was amazing. I was, it was, you know, it was another time for sure. Um, and speaking of time, we are almost out of it. This has gone by so quickly. Let's quickly uh, plug 
anything that we've got going on, especially uh, social media, since we're not really doing live shows that much. Laura Bites, how do people find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Laura Bites, L-A-R-A-B-E-I-T-Z. And I'm also going to be at the Irvine Improv this Saturday doing a drive-in show, which oh, should be really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get into uh, doing one of those later in the month uh, in Irvine because the Irvine Spectrum, where the Irvine Improv is, has this giant parking structure that they just take the roof and build a stage and a screen so it looks like a drive-in movie, but on the top of a parking structure and uh, sounds like it's like they're doing a great job with it. Right? It's very safe and, and fun. Yeah. And, uh, so go see uh, Laura Bites this Saturday, October 3rd, if you're in the uh, Irvine. If you're down below the uh, orange curtain, go see, go see Laura. Oh, and I'm going to be in, uh, I'm doing a show in Anaheim on a rooftop uh, uh, the place is called 5th mm. on the 7th. 7th of October? Yes. All right. Go to the 5th on the 7th. That's easy to remember. <laughs> or, or very difficult. Uh, DJ Doug Pound, what's, uh, what's your socials? Uh, you can find me at Doug Pound, D-O-U-G-G-P-O-U-N-D, on Twitter and Instagram. I do a lot of videos and stuff on Instagram. I have oh, um, hilarious, by the way. Oh, thank you. I do. Um, I have. Uh, I do a podcast with Tim Heidecker. Uh, it's called Office Hours with Tim Heidecker. Every Thursday, we do it live on YouTube, and I'll, they're all on YouTube. And I also do the Poundcast, which is my show. So that's oh. about it. I don't really have any live shows. I, I, I kind of have been weaning off the Zoom shows um, lately. So. Just, you're not, it's just not your mood or you feel like uh, you, you'd rather just get back out there in person when that, um, I just happens. find, yeah, I, I find them not that fun to do. Um, yeah, I get it. Even though I bring my own uh, laugh track and stuff, but, um, actually I'm going to do one coming up in um, a few weeks with Max and Nikki, Max and Nikki Weinbach, Brent Weinbach's brother, twin brothers. I'm going to do their show in a couple of weeks. The date is escaping my mind, but look out for that. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm doing my first like stand up headliner set this Saturday, uh, October 3rd at 4:20 Pacific time. So you can, you can see me and then go see Laura, uh, in the same night. And, uh, I'm doing a long set of mostly new material and, Joining me doing guest sets will be Jeff Tate, Dustin Ibarra, and Amy Miller. I think they've all been on this show. Yeah, they have. And um, even though none of them are named Doug. And they will, um, they'll be there and I'll be there. That's at rushticks.com, R-U-S-H-T-I-X.com. It's the last time you'll be hearing about me promoting this particular gig on this podcast. So uh go ahead and get your tickets because it's only two days away and uh doug mellard what do you yes. got going on besides uh your dog getting uh <laughs> criticized <laughs> on social media? <laughs> well uh i've got the new album on stand-up records coming out uh next month november 20th fart safari three fart hard with a vengeance <laughs> it's real silly and then uh i haven't really been talking about this yet but uh, i'm gonna put some fire under me i'm recording another like a quarantine album in seven 16 days 
And uh, so that won't be released for a minute, but uh, it's my first show, my first live show back. It's going to be here in Santa Fe for like a very, very tiny distance crowd. Um, what, like in a backyard or something? Yeah, we're going to do it just, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally in the backyard and uh, for a tiny, tiny crowd. And it should be fun. Um, All right. We, and we can talk about it more next week? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, because, you know, as the details come in, we'll share them with everybody. I, I'm curious to know if anybody lives in or near Santa Fe that listens to this podcast. Right, right. We will root them out. <laughs> um, that's it, I guess. We've got to think of a clever, I guess, something about Doug Pound would be a good, clever pun for this I'm Doug. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember this? I'm Doug. Remember that sketch? Oh, yeah. That up, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, maybe? Or? The state. The state. The state. Maybe that was yeah. the state. Yes. I'm Doug, and I'm out of here. I'm Doug, and I'm out of here is what he would say? Yeah. I think so. Doug, Doug. Yeah. I got many right. Doug. That's what we're going to do. I'll, I'll close with that. Thank you to Laura Bites and DJ Doug Pound and Doug Mellard. And as always, wait, how'd it go again? I'm Doug, and I'm out of here. Got it.